Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the Go Get It Girl podcast, or if it's your first time listening, welcome. My name is Kyleen. And I'm Abby. And we're your hosts for the Go Get It Girl podcast. So today we're going to actually dive into uh, what we're going to be kind of talking about throughout our entire podcast. If you guys missed our last episode, that was our intro where we kind of just allowed you to get to know us a little bit better. So if you guys want to listen to that, go ahead and check that one out first. So that way you kind of know who's talking and a little bit about us. Well, I just want to say this is like our first official full episode. So I'm super excited. We're really stoked to just kind of talk to you guys a little bit more and kind of give you back some information that we have and just kind of dive into what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, and give you a good taste of like how all of our episodes are going to go. So remember, though, this is our first podcast. (laughs) Don't judge us too high. Bear with us. But we are learning and we'll continue to get better. Okay, so today's podcast is called Broke Business Owners, and I know that can be kind of weird but basically we just wanted to touch on how you don't need to be already rich or already successful or come from money to be able to start your own business and we're just going to kind of give like our stories and show how like we've gotten here and how we didn't have you know a million dollars when we started but now we're successful and doing well um so that's just kind of like a little touch on how the podcast is going to go today But before we get into that, we kind of want to start doing something at the intro where we kind of just talk to you guys about what's going on in our life currently. So Abby, I don't know if you want to get started first, but just kind of tell us what your week has been like this week. Yeah. So I think this is like a fun way to like connect and get to know us a little better. That way we don't feel like robots preaching to you. But um, so this last week, I actually went to my sister's wedding. Um, She got married in Colorado and it was so beautiful it was like at a little bed and breakfast out in the mountains and it was gorgeous and it was so much fun. Um, and it was funny. So I actually took some of her bridal photos for her just because it's a pretty small town. And I was like, I'm a photographer, like I'll take your wedding photos. And then I had my boyfriend, Anthony be my second shooter. And he also took videos, which was so fun because normally it's like actual photographers that are second shooting with me. But yeah, it was fun having him as like my assistant And I got to boss him around for a day, which was super fun. And I don't know how he enjoyed that, but it was just fun having him like as my assistant. If we could actually have that be like a job, it would be so fun. But there's no way. There's so many couples that work together. And part of me like admires it so much. And I'm like, wow, that'd be so fun. But I also feel like there's definitely that side to it where like you get on each other's nerves or you're rude to each other because you're stressed. And so... I don't know. I get why I would like to keep that separate, but that's so fun that you guys got to experience that together. Yeah. Like I would, it would be like a dream, but also I realized that like he has his own goals in his own life and he's not a creative person. He's definitely more like books and, you know, analytical and just like he takes everything way more serious where I'm just like kind of free spirited. So I feel like it wouldn't work that way, but yeah, it was fun for a weekend. Yeah. At least you got to test it out. And I mean, I just keep thinking that like shows you guys complement each other in different right. ways and you can push each other outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. So. And it was fun like seeing him like, I don't want to say like follow me around, but like he got to see me like in my job and like really see what I do. And I felt like it made him respect more than he already did. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. I think a lot of times 
you don't realize how much we're actually doing. And uh, we say like, oh, we're doing this or this. And it just kind of sounds like something easy. But it's fun that he gets to like actually experience what yeah. your life is like. Yeah, especially when we just like work from home. Yeah. And they're like, what the heck do you do all day? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I promise I have like no time to do anything yeah. for myself. <laughs> well, cool. It sounds like you had a good week. Um, I have had a crazy week. <laughs> this time of year is super crazy in general for photographers just because it is wedding season. And on top of that, everyone's trying to get in for family photos. And so I literally just have sessions all the time right now. So that's been a little bit crazy. But on top of that, we are actually moving in a week from today. So we're recording this on November 12th. Uh, We're pre-recording a little bit. So on the 19th, we are moving into our first house. And I am so excited. Like, it has been a long process. Um, We built our house. And so it's been in the process of building since May. But yeah, it's just super crazy. And so we're recording out of my kitchen in my apartment right now. And there's literally nothing on our walls. One room is literally full of boxes. Like I just literally shut the door. So Abby didn't have to look at that. Um, But yeah, I'm as much stress as I have. I'm so incredibly excited to just like start this new chapter and have a place of our own. And I think Nathaniel's more excited to not have to move again next year. Right. (laughs) This is literally our fifth apartment together and we've moved every single year. So that's also exciting. Well, it's just such a big part of your life, like your first home that you own. Yeah. And just working from home, I'm just excited to be able to like customize the space to myself. I'm definitely someone who's affected by my environment. And I know a lot of people think that's crazy, but if my like place is not cute or clean, like I'm not um, you're not productive. Yeah, like, exactly. You don't feel inspired at all. So I'm the same way. Yeah. No, it's gonna be super fun. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna be um, showing a lot of the process of that too, of us just kind of like decorating each room and whatnot. So you guys should stay tuned yes. on my Instagram and that kind of thing. We'll have so, to do some behind the scenes. Yeah, and maybe we can. What it looks like. Yeah, like show it on the podcast too. Yeah, because that's where we're gonna end up recording too. In my office, we're gonna set up a little like studio so we can have a cuter backdrop <laughs> to. Yeah. Record, if you so. check out our Instagram, you'll see this backdrop. Yeah. There you go. Another <laughs> plug there. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we kind of wanted to give you like a backstory on how we got to where we're at and why we feel like we know a lot about this topic and how we can like help you get to this point. I've mentioned this before, but I graduated from ASU with a marketing degree. And right out of college, I really felt like I needed to have a full-time job and I felt like I needed to have it, have it before I graduated. It was like a very stressful time. And I felt like all my friends had their lives figured out. And I was just like a lost person. Like I had no idea where I was going to end up. I was on indeed. I was, I was applying to like literally every marketing job that was like coming up. So one week I had like a bunch of interviews lined up all in one week. And the first interview that I went to happened to be the job that I ended up taking, which I don't really recommend, but can I pause you for a second? There's two things I want to talk about because I feel like this is, people think that this isn't normal, but this, every person I've talked to has experienced both those two things you just said. The first is that expectation that as soon as you graduate, like everything is going to be set up for you and it's going to be perfect. And I'm here to tell you, it's not like that. That year after graduating for every person I've known is the hardest year of your life because yeah. you don't know what you're doing. Second thing is don't take the first job that's offered to you. 
weigh out your options. Those people need you as much as you need them. Right. So, sorry. I just had to chime in there because no. I'm like, those are two great learning points. Right that's there. totally <laughs> true. And like, whether you're about to graduate or you're a parent or a friend, that's like, don't judge someone because they don't have a job right away or, you know, like let the process happen. Don't pressure them because they will end up picking one that isn't right because they feel the need to. That and pressure it's like a really, is huge. Yeah. yeah. And it's a really stressful, like scary time because it's the first time that like I was paying my own rent and I was paying all my bills and I felt like I really needed to have a job. And so I picked the first job that offered me and it was the highest paying one that I got offered. And I was miserable. Like deep down, I'm very much like a gut instincts type person. And deep down, I knew it wasn't right. When I literally sent the accepting, like I accepted the offer. I was like, I could feel it wasn't right, but I didn't listen to myself. And I was like, no, this is what you're supposed to do. So anyway, I went to my job and it was miserable. And it's a whole nother story that I really don't want to get into, but I was just absolutely miserable. And I was I was doing my major, like I was doing marketing. This was like what I thought I was supposed to be doing, but it wasn't at all what I loved. And so while I was doing that, I was also uh, doing photography, but just on like part-time on the weekends, like whenever someone had like booked me, I wasn't really like marketing it too much. Um, And then it just kind of like took off out of nowhere. And at the same time, I was miserable in my job. And I remember I was like in the parking lot crying. I was like, I have to leave. And then my dad was like, no, you should stick it out. Like you really can't afford to leave. And then I was like, okay. And then I went back in. I was like, yeah, no, I'm leaving. And I grabbed all my stuff and I walked out and I'm like, I'll figure it out. Like I love doing photography and social media. And like, that's what I'm passionate about. And I'm good at it. Like I have a marketing degree. I can make this work. I'll figure something out. And that's kind of like how I got here. And initially I thought like, oh, maybe I should get another full-time job and still do photography on the side. And I was like, no, why am I not believing in myself? Like, why am I not taking this to the next level and like really putting all my effort into this? So I built a website and I did all the like background and like stuff that you needed to have to like have a photography business. And things started growing so quickly. And I was like, wow, like this is actually going to work. Like there were times where I was like, I've never made so much money in one month in my life. Like this is insane. Like I wouldn't have made this at my full-time job. So that's kind of like my little background on like how photography started um, and how I left my full-time job. So mine is kind of similar, but different clearly in other ways. So when I graduated from ASU with my nutrition degree, there's a few options that you can take when you graduate, but the most recommended and just, I guess, like most familiar path for someone with a dietetics degree is to go into a dietetic internship. So your internship like application is due the February before you graduate. So literally two weeks before it was due, I already had it all entirely done. I decided I didn't want to do it. Uh, I just kept thinking about it. And long story short, I started in nursing and I ended up in nutrition and I left nursing because I didn't want to be in a, a hospital that was full of a a bunch of sick people. And I just wanted to be more on that prevention side. And so I switched to nutrition. But when I found out that that was the path you would have to take after, it was mainly in the hospital again, just filling like TPNs, which is like a tube feeding or just like helping people who like had major accidents know what nutrition they uh, needed while they couldn't eat food. 
And so I was like, you know what, this is not what I want to do. So that was an option. Or it was like to go work in like a school as like a public health, like nutritionist. And both of those just did not seem appealing to me. And so I was working at a chiropractic office at the time. So I just ended up graduating and I kept working there. And a few months passed by and I graduated and I was like, what am I doing? Like I literally had this job before I graduated. I didn't need to graduate to have this job. And so I was going to leave that position and uh, they talked to me about something called live blood analysis. And basically I didn't know what that was. And so that day we went over to this guy who performed live blood analysis. Um, And long story short with that, like you look at blood underneath a microscope and from there you're able to tell people, uh, how well they do just nutritionally with digesting food and kind of what's going on with like their liver and their kidney and that kind of thing. And so it was really intriguing to me. And it was a way that I could do something that was preventative. So I started doing that Well, I got trained and I started doing that out of that chiropractic office. And it was a very slow start. Um, I was basically creating my own business from scratch doing the live blood analysis because no one knew what it was. And so I did that for a few months and it was just very slow, just kept getting like, I would get a few patients here and there, but it was just something that I was like, there's no way like I can grow exponentially with this in any time soon. Like I knew it was going to take a while. And so one day, uh, I think it was in February that following year. So I'd been graduated for what, like nine months or so. And I was just, again, like in that same rut that Abby was in, like, just didn't know what I was doing with my life. Like, I felt like I was supposed to have this great degree. I graduated like top of the class. Like, I was just like, where is this degree that people said that they had? And so I was like, you know what? I like photography. Like, I've always taken photos for like family friends on the side. So I was like, I'm just going to make an account and just start posting. And so I did so. And I started offering sessions just very inexpensive. And I kept doing this while I was working at my nutrition job. Um, and I actually kept doing both until literally last week. So the more that photography got busier, the less I took on nutritionally, but I always kept that job for a while because I had a really hard time letting go of something that I had spent so much time and money on, um, learning. And just, that was what I did for literally like, what is that? 16 years of my life was just school. And, but the crazy thing is, is I was making like triple the amount I could ever make doing nutrition and it was on my own time. And it was just something that I had so much more passion for. And I felt like with time I got even better at it. And so that is where I'm at today. Um, it was a long road. It was a lot of like scary bumps, but I just think my biggest goal has always been to do something that I love. And I truly do feel like I'm in a place like that now. So we just kind of want to share with you guys, like We shared how we got there, but we want to explain just like the steps because that sounds simple, but there's a lot of little steps in between there that made uh, us be able to get to where we are now. And so, right. And like going through a journey like that, you learn so much Yeah, and you can really teach other people like how to get there because I have so many friends that are just working jobs that like they're miserable at, but they don't know how to get out. They, I mean, they really feel like there's no other option because like, our parents' generation and our grandparents' generation, like that was the only option. I've heard that from so many older generations. They're like, oh, you just learn to love your job. And I'm like, that's not what or I want. Or you learn that you can never like have a job that you fully love. Like right. I remember in high school, I was talking to Nathaniel about that. And he was like, Kayleen, like that's just like jobs. Like you don't always right. love them. And I was like, no, no, I'm going to do something I love. And like, we kind of argued about that because yeah. he's like, you can't do that. I'm like, yes, I can watch me. Like, <laughs> Wait, that's so funny because Anthony and I had that same conversation where I was telling him like, I'm like, I have so many like dreams. And he's like, but are these goals? Are there, are, do you have things planned out? I'm like, no, but like, 
I just know I'm meant to do something more. And he's right. like, I don't get what that means. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Like there's just something else out there for me. And it's not to just it's not apply this. to a job yeah. and get it and work and work your entire life and be miserable. And he's like, you got to figure out a plan because that doesn't make sense. But like in my head, it made perfect sense. I just couldn't figure out the steps to get there. I so. think that's because I get that side too. Cause I'm definitely like a type A, very organized kind of person but life, as much as you try and plan it out, it's never going to be that way. Right. And there's, like you said, like when you go through something like this, there's a bunch of experience that you learn. There's nothing in a book that's going to tell you how to do what we did. And so that's where I think it's really hard for people because there's a lot of risk. There's a lot of unknown. Um, but something that's really helpful with us is we did get our degree. So if something ever doesn't work out, we do have a job that we can always fall back on. Right. Uh, but anyways, that's so besides the point. Um, I think we should just kind of get into like how to get started in general. Yeah. So my biggest thing is like, if there's something that you're super good at, you're interested in, like you're passionate about, it doesn't have to just be a hobby and it doesn't also have to, like, it doesn't have to turn into something, but you never know until you try. So let's say like you're really good at golf. You could turn that into a job and train kids or you know do something with it like that's totally random but like doesn't just have to be like photography or something creative it can literally be anything in the world and there's always going to be a market for it and it's hard to think that way because like you don't realize that there's so many people out there that could be interested in the same thing as you and maybe there isn't someone out there that's doing what you're doing to fill that spot I think that's also something that holds back a lot of people is, oh, someone already did that. Right. And I, I get it so much because there's always going to be someone who has more experience, uh, has done something better than you, but you bring something unique to the table every single time. And your passion isn't the exact same way or thing about that subject that that other person may be passionate about. And so I think that's something just from the beginning, if you have that thought, just try and get rid of it because right. there's many photographers out there. We're both photographers right. and we're both successful. So, And it's not like we feel like we're each other's competition because there's so many people in the world that are going to need photos. Oh, yeah. I and mean, we literally refer people to each other all the yeah. time. Like it's just, I don't know, just don't think in that lack mindset is what I'm trying right. to like put out there. Um, but basically too, I just want to kind of talk about how getting started, you're going to have to do a lot of work for free, um, or very discounted. First of all, you're new, you're not experienced. So you have to get that experience. So before I even offered it, my services, I did a bunch of shoots for free and just started like doing it for family friends and just kind of creating, I guess, just like a style I was going for But if you're not all photographers, you can do that in other ways. Um, you can help someone nutritionally. You can coach them for four weeks or whatever. Or uh, I don't know if you have any other like examples of that. No, yeah, that makes sense. And I think the best businesses are ones that come from hobbies. Like don't start something thinking like I'm going to make a million dollars next month. Do it because like you're really interested and then the money will come. Right. And I was just curious, like what did you start? Like what was your very first session price? Because mine is so funny. So I'm trying to think back. I actually, it's really bad because I kind of have like a negative association with this. It was $50, which I feel like is actually kind of a lot to begin with. But I still feel like I owe this girl a session because I didn't know camera settings at all. Right. I did not know that there was three components of lighting. All I knew was ISO. And so her entire session was so washed out. Like, 
And she loved them. And I don't know if she was just being nice, but like. Well, I mean, if you look at it, like $50 is very cheap. Oh, compared to so many people and just compared to our pricing now. You pay for what you get. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of why I felt comfortable doing it lower because for me, it was like, okay, they know I'm a beginner. Right. They know, like, it kind of was like a, um, I don't know what the right word is, but it made it so that I wasn't as stressed about the job because we both knew that I was beginning. Right. And I think that you can find some comfort in that. But what was yours? Mine was $30. I knew you were going to say 30 Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why I picked that pricing. I think I did it based off of, like, if I was going to not work my part-time job, I needed to make, like, if if it's going to be, like, three hours, I needed to still make, like, that hour. $10 an hour. Right. Like, I needed to make something, but, like, not too expensive and I remember it was so hard for me to raise my pricing and to know my worth and Ugh, to know my value another subject we'll talk about yeah <laughs> right but I think the biggest thing was just like getting started and knowing that like you're gonna have to have examples for people like you need to make things and show them what you can do and like you can't just immediately charge them like ten thousand dollars like they're like, what? I don't even know what you can do. Like you have right. to start somewhere. And it's kind of like marketing. Like it costs money. So you're doing work for free in return. They could use word of mouth. You can post it on your social media. It's kind of like you're paying yourself for like the marketing that you're going to get out of it. Right. Yeah. I I actually took that to like a whole nother extent because at first I was just doing, I st- sorry, all over the place. At first I was just doing senior sessions. So I started Same. in like February and March. So it was like prime season or uh, senior season. And so I got an inquiry for a wedding like a few weeks or probably like a two months into doing photography. And I was like, holy crap, like they right. trust me to do that. But it wasn't for another year. So I was like, you know what? Like I'll have so much experience by then. Sure. I'll do did it. Did you book it? I did book wow. it. Yeah. And that like, shout out to Paulina if you're <laughs> listening to this. Thank you. You started um, her career. Yeah. But no, I I mean, you trust or you, you're so thankful for those people that yeah. trust you at such an early stage. But because I had no experience, I started second shooting as like a shadow. So I didn't get paid at all. And I did two weddings on one weekend where I just shadowed this girl um, and just kind of learned and observed. I didn't take advantage of her. I wasn't sitting there asking her 100 questions. I just sat back and watched. And I think that you can learn so much from that. Right. Um, And just literally observing behaviors, things that aren't even said. And so that's another way where that was free. I mean, people spend thousands of dollars on weddings and I was just there for free. Um, And I don't know. I just think too, if you can't do something for free, then you're not going to be able to do it long enough to then make money off of it. Right. And I think we're a little bit blessed with photography because you can get a payback pretty soon. But most businesses, which you, Abby, told me this, but most actual like um, I guess like franchise or like building businesses, they take at least like five years to be profitable. So kind of having that in a mindset of knowing that it's going to take some time and effort in order for you to be at a place where you can profit from it is so important at that beginning there. Yeah. And you really have to believe in yourself. And like, it's very hard to realize that like you were probably questioning yourself, like, why'd she book this wedding with me? Like, am I that good? Like, but you really have to just believe in yourself and know your worth and work hard to have those examples for people to see. And those first five years or the first starting point is so hard and you really have to like go all in or just don't, I mean, like you could do it on the side, but like, just really like make it worth it. Like don't just like half ass things because it's not worth it. Like 
nobody's going to pay you those big, you're never going to be able to leave your job or whatever your goal is because you're not really like putting all your effort into it when you have that free time to do it. I also think it's just kind of important to touch on too. Um, at the beginning, this is your side business. This isn't your main source of income. And I really do suggest going this way because you aren't doing something to make ends meet. You still have your job that is allowing you to provide and pay for all the bills that you have. This is just your extra fun money. And so I think that's super important of knowing when to transition from a side hustle to a main business, which we'll talk briefly about this at the end of our episode. And then we'll kind of talk about it more in depth in another one. But um, I also think that allows you to understand that when you do have another income, this allows you more time to take to learn and experience things and to grow. And I think that's very important. You don't feel the pressure. And I've also had like some friends come to me that are like, I'm leaving my full-time job, but I'm embarrassed that I'm going to take a bartending job to, to pay the bills, or I'm going to take a retail job to pay the bills. I'm like, no, here's the thing. Don't care where you're getting the money from. Like you're still getting the money to pay your bills. And that means that you have that time to work on your goals and your dreams and your business that you want to grow. And I think that's so important that you don't have to be working like a big corporate job while you're also trying to grow a side job. Like you can go waitress in your free time and like the off hours and then also work your other job by trying to grow it. Like it doesn't have to be like an official job. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, Something that I meant to talk about more at the beginning, but I'm just going to throw it in here is I heard this on a podcast yesterday, actually. And the guy was giving advice for starting a side hustle or just your own business. And he said, if you can combine what you're talented or good at with your passion, you're unstoppable. Um, And I just thought that was such a great point because a lot of us will go to school for something and we'll become very talented or very good at it. But that doesn't necessarily mean we're passionate about it. And so if you can tie in passion in some way, then you're you're set. Um, and so this guy in particular, he owned, he got a marketing degree and then his passion was fitness. And so he owns a bunch of those like F45 um, gyms that are just like a franchise. But I, I don't know. I just thought that was a really good point to add. No, yeah, for sure. Like I know marketing, but that doesn't mean I'm passionate about it, but I'm able to use my knowledge and my job now but that doesn't mean I have to be sitting at a marketing firm, like miserable. Well, you're a perfect example of that as well, because you are good at marketing. That's what you're schooled or educated in, but your passion is creating. And so you're able to use marketing because in order to create for others, you have to market yourself. And I think that's a huge why, uh, reason why you're super successful is because of that. Right. And it just kind of like goes full circle with that quote of just taking what you're good at and what you're passionate at and combining them. Right. Um, Another thing that I think kind of just like halters people from actually starting is halter a word. That's a good question. I don't think that's the right (laughs) use of that word. (laughs) Okay. um, Another thing that kind of prevents people from starting is uh, just kind of that same like imposter syndrome. Like I'm not really good at it yet. Um, There's always going to be something that's not perfect in your life, and it's not going to allow you to have this like perfect setting to start something. And I just, my biggest advice is just start. Uh, You just got to get going. Nothing is ever going to be the right time. There's always going to be something in your life that's going to hold you back from anything. And I mean, I don't know why this is the first example that came into my head, but with having a baby, I think of that. 
there's always going to be something in your life that's crazy that being a mom or being pregnant or having a newborn isn't going to make it easy. But nothing, this is such a cheesy quote, but nothing in life is that's good is easy. And I just think with your business, you just got to start. And from there you can adjust and you can figure out how to do things a little bit better. Right. Like never wait for that perfect moment because it's never going to happen. Never be like, oh, after my baby turns two, I can start a business. Or after I get X amount of money, I can, you know, things are going to come up and be in the way. And that's kind of like the whole point of this podcast episode is to really just like start now. Like you don't have to have all the money in line. You don't have to have your life perfect. You don't even have to have all the equipment that you would need. Like whether it's an office, you could literally go in your garage or if you need like the perfect camera, like it doesn't need to be like that. Just show your talents and just get stuff out there for people to see. It doesn't need to be all set up and all perfect. And I feel like that's what really held me back at some points. I was like, I can't fully advertise without a website. I can't do this. You know, I need to have this camera, but really like my first camera was not a full frame camera. Neither was mine. Yeah. It took me like nine months to get one. Yeah. Like it's, it doesn't have to, everything doesn't have to be perfect or the best quality. I mean, obviously like you want to get to that point, but that comes with, you know, your prices rate or, oh my God, I can't talk. (laughs) Your prices will raise and you'll be able to buy the stuff that you need to, you know, be in that professional spot, but it's not always going to start out that way. And like, I think that's what really holds people back is they think that they need to be successful to start. And, and also something that I don't think a lot of people realize is a lot of people or whoever's going to be like consuming your product or whatever, they don't even know the difference between those things. Like I doubt most of you, unless you're a photographer, know what it means to have a full frame camera. Right. Like when you're out there purchasing a service or a good or whatever, like you don't really know all the details that go into it. Otherwise you'd be doing it yourself and it's still a good product and still a good service or whatever it is, but it does not need to be top of the line when your price range is a lot lower because you're just starting and you're just entering that field. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, and I also think something that's important to point out is how we started. We both didn't have a bunch of followers. Like we literally created a whole new account for uh, our photography page. And my personal account, I think I only have ever hit like 900 followers. Like I don't have a huge following, but I really wanted to make sure that I created something where people chose to follow me. And so I had a huge debate between just kind of starting my photography account on my personal account, but those people didn't follow me for that. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to start my own account. And now, I mean, I'm not saying like numbers to brag by any means, and I don't think mine's the fastest growing account, but I've had it for a little over a year and a half and I'm almost at 3000 followers. And so I think just with a bunch of time and effort and consistency, you really can grow anything uh, to be more than what. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, that's so true. Like I still remember laying in my bed and I just started my photography Instagram out of nowhere because I loved the photos I was taking and it wasn't a job yet. It was just photos of my friends that I I loved them, but I didn't want to post them on my own page. And so I still remember laying in bed and it was like, I don't know, probably like midnight and I started the Instagram and then I woke up and like all my friends were like being so nice about it. It was so fun to have. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. And I just remember feeling so good. And then people are questioning me. They're like, why didn't you put this on your personal account? Like you have way more followers there. 
you could get more business. And I was like, I just wanted to be different and separate. And I wanted to feel like these people are here for my work and not for, you know, they were already here or whatever, but yeah, it's fun. And like, you don't have to have all these followers to start a business. Like you don't need to have a hundred thousand followers to then start something. Like you can literally start from zero and grow because that's what we both did. Right. And the people that really care about you are going to shout you out from the rooftop. Like they're going to support you and that really helps you get a following. But the biggest thing that is going to get you advanced is your own personal work ethic and the work that you put into something. When you start to have that experience and that expertise, you'll start growing more than you could ever think. Isn't it like the best compliment when you're just like out with friends and someone comes up to you like, oh my God, like you're doing so good. Like I can see all the work you're doing and like it's growing and like I'm so like inspired by you. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's the best compliment ever. But I always, I still have that imposter syndrome today. Like sometimes I'll get a compliment. I'm like, like I literally got one over the weekend. I was having like that whole comparison, whatever annoying thing. And one of my past brides messaged me a text that they had gotten from a family friend that had seen my photos. And she just made like a really nice comment saying that like I was able to really capture their energy and she had never seen a wedding photographer do that. And instantly I was just like, well, she's probably not on Instagram because there's a lot of like personality there. But I think why I bring that up is just because it's never really going to go away. You think it will. Like I still get nervous to shoot a wedding to this date and I've shot plenty of weddings, but I just think you just got to start and you just got to go after it. And with time, it'll get easier and you'll be able to grow in ways that you never knew you could. And you really just need to know your worth and know that like you are doing a good job. And there's a reason why people are coming to you for whatever you're, you're offering and to really just like own it yeah. because that makes such a difference. Like just yeah. know that like you're doing good and you're doing your best. And like, if you are doing your best and like, that's awesome. Yeah. That's here comes another quote for you. But, uh, when I started my business, I remember someone telling, I think it was Jenna Kutcher's podcast. It probably was. Um, but she was talking about how, when you talk about your business, if you're like, Oh, I just have this little side business. Like that's how people are going to view it. You belittle it before they can even. And so really all of this kind of comes back with like your confidence in yourself will allow people to then be more confident in you. And I know that's hard at the beginning because you don't have expertise in it. But again, just keep doing things, do more shoots or (laughs) I'm assuming as a photographer, but do things for free. Like go put your services out there, whatever you like. I literally saw an account yesterday that was created and it was about like selling like plants because the girl really liked plants. And I thought that was such a cool idea. Like you literally can just make anything from anything. And all it takes is just like your dedication and your like ability to go and do it. Right. And don't feel like because you don't have um, all the money in the world that you're not successful because one, the money will always come, but don't let money be what makes you decide if you're successful or not. Because owning your own business, you do have to invest in yourself where if you are working under someone, they're just paying you and you don't really have to spend money to invest in yourself. So just know that like, don't let money own your worth. Yeah. And I think that's a great like kind of transition into talking about investing in yourself um, because that is so important. I, when I first started, I was kind of looking at the people around me and I was more, I was pretty much copying their style, which I would produce these photos and I would like them, but I wouldn't love them. And it was because I always knew that it was the complete opposite style of what 
I knew I, I loved. And so I ended up uh, looking at this girl named Kinsley and she's now like one of my really good friends. And so it's been so fun. But besides the point, I paid her to teach me and I, it was a good amount of money for me for being just at the beginning. I didn't have the extra money, but we all have extra money. I mean, we all go buy food, we get our nails done, whatever. So I forked over this money and it changed my business drastically. I finally found the style that I liked and I had more confidence in myself because of it. And so I think just you really have to invest into your business and into yourself in order for you to grow. Yeah. And that's such a good point. Find someone that can mentor you or really just like take that step to invest that money in yourself because that's such an important part of your wanting to start your own business like you could be out there buying all these clothes and whatnot, but if you were budgeting that money to invest in yourself, it's worth it. Like you're going to see that return versus if you're just buying clothes, like you're just going to get sick of them. Yeah. Eventually you're just going to throw them away and they didn't really serve you besides you felt good at an outfit. One yeah. Day. <laughs> right. And like, even for us, like when we invested in this podcast equipment, like it's not cheap, but and it's, it's all from it. our pocket. I mean, yeah. we're not expecting anything in return, but we're just really excited to go for it. And we know that with time and effort, it can grow into something. Great. Yeah. And you never know what's going to come from something. Like maybe something totally unrelated to the podcast grows because we started this podcast. You just never know what's going to happen. And I'm like so grateful that I have invested money or myself into things that awesome things have come, come from it. And I think that's just so important to know that like, you have worth and your money can bring you great things. And so make your money worth it. Like buy those things that are going to help you grow. Don't buy stupid things that aren't really worth the money. And you're going to be sick of in a week. Yeah. I think that's such a great point, but yeah, I feel like that's pretty much the basis of this. Like we're definitely just hitting surface level yeah. here. We, there's so much more we could say about this topic. And if you guys have any questions, please feel free to comment on our Instagram post. Again, that's going to be where we're like the most active and if you have any questions, please leave them there. We'd be more than happy to help you with just the expertise that we have and how uh, we got to where we are. Yeah. Or if you have any more advice touching on this topic, you can also leave those in the I comments that. Yeah. because there's so many people out there that are looking for advice and or just motivation. Yeah. I mean, you're, everyone can get in a rut multiple times a day. I mean, there's so many things yeah. that can trigger you, but yeah, just a, a positive word of affirmation. I feel it could go so far. So for cool. sure. Awesome. Do you want to do the outro? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening to our first official podcast. Um, I feel like this was a really good way to start everything that we're going to talk about. And if you want to follow us on any of our social medias, our Instagram is Go Get It Girl Podcast, as well as our Facebook. And then we have a website, which is Go Get It Girl Podcast.com. And then we also have our personal accounts too, which we're clearly going to be active on as well. Uh, mine is just Kyleen Rael photo and Abby's is Stevens Abby 11. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to butcher that. <laughs> um, and then again, if you guys didn't hear our first episode, go ahead and listen to that. Cause that's totally going to explain us a little bit more. And it also uh, dives into what each like a platform, like the website, the Instagram, the Facebook, that kind of thing, what they're going to provide for you. Yeah. And then another thing just to throw in there please review us. Give us five stars. Just kidding. (laughs) 
No, seriously, that would be so helpful. And I think we're going to do a contest this time, or or I guess like a little giveaway. Um, So if you review our podcast, uh, five stars only, please. (laughs) If you review our podcast, uh, we're going to put you into a drawing for a gift card, like a $10 gift card, or we probably will just Venmo you $10 (laughs) for like coffee on us. We'll put the details on our Instagram, but yeah, leave us a review, put your Instagram in the review so we can find you. And we would greatly appreciate that. Yeah. So thank you guys again uh, for listening. And until next time, we'll see you next Monday. Yeah. See you next Monday. Perfect. Bye, Bye. guys. (laughs)